Hello, Internet. It's Tori. You're listening to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. For updates on when episodes go live, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. To join the discussion, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash CosmereCast, where you'll find an invitation to our Discord server. Thank you for listening, and please enjoy the show. Cord. Start the podcast in three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Mike. Joining me this week are Craig. Hello. Dave. Deepity, divity, like, comment, and subscribity. And Tori. Hello, Internet. And we start every week with good thing, and we all have a good thing to share this week that we're all doing together, and we're going to do it together. And we're all going to say it at once, and it's in three, two, one, and it's the thanks to the patrons. Thank you, patrons. Thanks, everyone. (laughs) Perfectly synced. Good job, everybody. Can you tell we practiced that beforehand? Yeah, we had a script and everything. All right. Tori, why are we thanking the patrons today? We're thanking the patrons because all of the um, subscribers who have donated to the podcast over the years, we uh, finally cashed that in to upgrade our uh, recording equipment. So if we if we sound uh, beautiful, velvety smooth, it's all thanks to you guys. Do we want to break down what we got? I don't feel like we need to break down what we got. No. I, c- I can break down some methodology here. So uh, we just basically got upgrades across the board. Uh, which allow us to have better microphones and also to record separately our own individual tracks that I get to do much more editing work to put together. I'm assuming I haven't messed with it yet. I just assume it's going to be a lot more for me. Anyway, we bought a new editor. Uh, His name is Mike. Local recordings, better microphones. Yeah. Oh, and we can all see each other now. We're on video. Well, that's just because you guys decided to do webcam. Well, no, And we're going to do this... Now Tori has equipment powerful enough to run the webcam and record at the same time. You can and use Discord at the same time. Oh, I know. So exciting. <laughs> and Tori can Same with Mike. Notes. I can. Mike's old computer could not keep up with recording and being on camera at the same time. I remember that when you used to try that. You were like, well, nope, this isn't happening. Yeah. We tried it once and I think it worked the once and then it didn't work the second time. So all, all thanks to you guys who are listening, all of our listeners, not just our patrons, uh, because you guys got the word out. And I'm always impressed when I see our Discord and I see how many people actually joined us. So I'm glad you guys are having fun listening to us, um, mostly listening to Dave, of course. But thanks for joining. <laughs> what? And if someone wanted to become a patron to, to help us in our next round of upgrades, uh, how would one do that? Dave, you've been kind of quiet. Why don't you give us the plug? Like heck I have. <laughs> about the patreon.com slash cast where you'll find an invitation to our discord server you can give us money but you don't have to to join our discord server and craig if they do join our patreon and give us money do they get anything else besides just the warm fuzzies from giving us money well they can listen in on our live recordings and i think they can look at our webcams too so if you want to see what we look like that's one thing you can get out of it um, there's also the special monthly non-Cosmere related episodes we do called Superior Sequels, where we just talk about movie and book and whatever else that has, which is better. I have Key to point, watch Gremlins. The sequel is usually superior in our arguments, at least according to some people. There, there will be at least one person making the argument that's, that the sequel is superior. Uh, but we've yeah. also done some like classic children's literature, like the Alice books, and we've started on Oz. 
So, yeah, it's a good time. And we're forcing Dave at gunpoint to watch Gremlins and Gremlins 2 this <laughs> month. Dude, yeah, it's I've been, such a treat. I've been putting it off for a while. For like, how old am I? Like 63 years, I think. I've been meaning to watch those movies. What? <laughs> <laughs> Basically no, since it... 40 years before they came out. Or 30. No, oh, no. Yeah, we're going to do this fun. XKCD make you feel old episodes. No, Dave, <laughs> Dave is a uh, Bendeloy. Um, actually, I took the quiz, and I am a rioter. And I typically use that power to make people laugh at my bad jokes. <laughs> Works great. <laughs> and uh, I'm also, my ferrochemical power is, uh, what do you call, I'm one of them flamers that you can store warmth and, and tap warmth. Which, I, if that's the case, then I'm obviously constantly filling my heat mines because I'm always cold. <laughs> Man, that's going to be super I, useful. I, I don't know what I'm going to do just... with all this heat, but someday <laughs> it'll come in handy. Well, just to clue everybody in, we are talking about the um, Era 2 character generator that listener Ross linked in our Links to Stuff channel. Yeah. I got uh, Nicrosil, uh, Alamancy, and Gold Furukami. So I can make you make your metal stores disappear. And heal when you punch me because I did. I just made your metal stores. And I got a. Um, I am a cadmium misting. Uh, so same power that Marisi has. Uh, ferrochemical. Uh, also cadmium, which is a gas for the ones that can uh, their breath. Apparently, Twinborn uh, for that power is called a. It says that uh, and basically store breath forever. That sounds pretty fun. Yeah, I if also, you're ever in a shipwreck, you're good. Yeah, I'll just, just you're good. Swim underwater all the way. I I just like that it's called Acrylis. I think that's a. It makes me think of Stark, probably because that game had a crystal. Wow, I got a I got a good combination. I got both Alimantic and Ferrochemical Pewter, so I can compound strength. <laughs> you can help people move. I'm called a Hefter. Yeah, I use that to help people move. Apparently, hefters live for the physical challenge. Oh, like double day. Why does it does does everyone get the thing that you like own a alimantic grenade? Uh, I got one of those. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. What would that do with? Hmm. It makes you just someone like bean strong. somebody. Yeah. Do you bean somebody in the face with with it, and <laughs> then as soon as it hits them, they're really strong for a second? No, I think it just leaves a bigger dent than a normal cube. Okay. You you think the the cube itself? has strength behind it i guess yeah i guess you could charge it and you can lift something i with mean a, with a pulley if you fill something with chromium and you throw it at someone it uses chromium on them it doesn't give them the ability of chromium so what if you have tin and you throw it at somebody does it does it does the cube just see them very well <laughs> when <they throw> it? <laughs> maybe maybe the tin the cube's a webcam and you just when you charge it up, you just you get so many megapixels. All right. Uh, does anybody have their own good thing to do separately from our group good thing? Or do we want to just move on to chapters? I mean, I was going to talk about a TV show, but I'll save it for next week. Saving it for next week. All right. Then, Dave, uh, chapter, what are we on, 36? 36. It looks like 36 according to your notes. Chapter 36, The Prince of Horror. I don't know if I copied the title of the chapter correctly uh, because as per usual i forgot to bring my book with me it's in my bedroom so oh, this one's about john carpenter right 
Well, there's a carpenter in this chapter. Okay. Presumably. Nobody wants to yes and my my John Carpenter. And yes. No nobody wants to play in the space. No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who John Carpenter is. Uh he's a very very good director who directed movies like The Thing, Big Trouble in Little China, Halloween, uh They Live, uh, In the Mouth of Madness, The Prince of Darkness. Oh. That Others. John, oh, John oh, Carpenter. Es- Okay. Escape from LA, Escape from New York. Yeah, those. One thing I forgot to mention last week is that Spren don't need a broken oath to become dead eye, apparently. Because they were going to beat up Notum and turn him into a dead eyes, right? So you did maybe... mention it last week. I did mention it? You did. You did. You did mention that. I would, I would like oh. to do a minor correction that what was actually said was that he would be, he would be placed in a state like a dead eyes. Not that he would become a dead eyes. Hmm. Alright. Spren attracted to an honor spren? What's going on here? Edge dancers, am I right? Adolin is not useless. Notum's father is a deadeye cared for in the fortress. Not. Are they making the same mistakes and assumptions with the mentally ill? Are we seeing the same pattern in the cognitive realm as in the physical realm? Pattern? Someone moved Shalon's powder. Pattern, did you go through Shalon's things? Can a human disguise himself as a cryptic? Could Shallan mix up the patterns? Are we seeing the same pattern in the cognitive realm as in the physical realm? Fortress of Solitude. Pattern. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Draw bridge. <laughs> These are dangerous times. Next scene. Elrond rips up the letters or tree beard. I don't know. Adolin submits himself for judgment and demands the honor spren treat him honorably. I guess he didn't hear that honor was dead. I'm proud of Adolin for soldiering forward, but man, has he got daddy issues. And Craig claims to have read the chapters this week. Uh, I have read them. I'll see how many of Dave's bullet points I actually understand. All right, so this is just after the battle that we had in chapter 35 last week with Adolin coming to the rescue of Notum. And uh, is he the only honor spren there? And there's two others with him or something? I I forget the I don't remember other honor sprints being in this scene. Or even with him in the city. But the, um, what the heck are they? Tuscari? The the people? We determined that they're Dicean Iameans disguised as Tuscari. (laughs) Um, (laughs) They were were beating up Notum, so he needed some healing. So Godeki uh, is... Binding some wounds, trying to heal people up because he's an edge dancer, so he could do that. Yeah, but before um, that, Notum apparently is attracting some shock spren, and I didn't know that spren could attract spren. Did you guys know that? I thought that only humans attracted spren. They have emotions? I mean, honor spren are the most human-like of all the sprens that we've seen so far, but like, what's and the deal? Notum is just a very handsome dude. Lots of things are attracted to. Come on, man. So... Spren are attracted to particular emotions or cognitive thoughts and that sort of thing. So, you know, the sentient Spren can give off those emotions and those thoughts. So why wouldn't Spren be be attracted to it? Well, we've never seen it before. And also, there's this whole deal about how the things that propel the ships, I forget what they're called, they needed humans in order to be attracted to civilization or something like that that's so like there's a limited range on these ships because they can only go to you know where 
civilization exists on the physical side. But like, yeah, but that makes sense because you need something to to pull it. If you wanted a spren in the cognitive realm to do that, they would be like what floating or sitting in front of the boat with the whatever emotion that they're giving off in order to attract this pulling spren. Like that's it's very awkward, I think. Which which is why it makes sense that it's attracted to civilization in general. Okay, but they made a big deal about how they needed they could only travel so far from human civilization but if spren can attract other spren then like why can't they just build a city like lasting integrity wherever they need to have uh, ships travel to you know well they did lasting integrity but they say they need human civilization maybe they didn't know better i don't know I don't maybe even only maybe only some kinds of spren can be attracted by other spren Mm, that's also a possibility. Or, uh, you know, maybe Wax could borrow Wayne's goggles. Or maybe the shock spren are actually attracted to Adolin, because everyone's attracted to Adolin. And they're just hanging out, and they're just clustering around Notum, because they don't want to They don't want to encroach on Adolin. Yeah, I mean, he needs a space. All right, well, let's, space let's move now. on. All right, let's move on. Uh, uh, you know what? Is that... Let's move on. Edge okay. dancers, am I right? Dave, hmm. everything's in space, if you think about it. <laughs> Uh, um, what about outer space? Did did I don't know if Godeki said something weird at this what point, so I, I apologize. Uh, I don't know what the edge dancers, am I right, is talking about. But Adolin did feel more useful this time because he actually did something. He was able to use his his dueling, his uh, punchy punchy swordy swordy martial ability. Yep. Oh, to I I know what edge dancers, am I right, is about. Uh, Godeki wanted to remember the Tukari people uh, that Adolin killed. In That's case right. No As they did. were leaving, he's like, I'm going to remember their faces because they're just going to, to be here. And it's like, they just attacked us. And it's like, well, they might have had a different reason. We don't know why they did it. So someone has to remember them. Edge dancers. Ev- am I right? Everyone you know, or everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. So be kind. Mm. Um, okay. Notum does mention that his father is also a dead eye and he's being cared for uh, in... I, th- I guess it lasting integrity because he would be an, an honor spread. Um, I don't know why I wrote not. And, that might have been a typo. I should probably read. And then these Dave notes is sometimes. asking if if they're making the same mistakes and assumptions. What do you think, Dave? I thought that's where this was going, but when they actually get to lasting integrity, uh, it it seems like their state is <laughs> at least better than the Rosharns are dealing with. I think you put the not there as some sort of joke on Notum's name. I don't know exactly where you were going with it, but that would be my no, best No, I guess. think I accidentally wrote not instead of dot, dot, dot. It so, happens. So, not dot, dot, dot? <laughs> <laughs> maybe you didn't um, believe he was actually in the fortress. Maybe I started to write a joke and then I forgot it halfway through. So, that- while, while everyone's talking to each other and deciding what to do, Shalon takes a look at her um, chest to see if the cube moved. Oh, I forgot to mention of... this last week, but I don't think the cube actually does anything. I think Mrazy doesn't want her to look at it. You've also mentioned that multiple times, Dave. <laughs> I just want to make sure that it's out there. Oh, it's out there. There are. I can see ways that a cube would be required to make a Sion function. I don't think that the Sion is going to die if it's out of the cube, but I think that Mrazy has sufficient reason for not wanting Shalon to open it. Whether okay, it does Dave, anything or not, my guess is Dave. Anything. Continue telling us that you think the cube does nothing. If you had any idea how many times Craig was all like, 
uh, light weavers can totally see into the cognitive realm, and that's how they do their light weaving. You wouldn't put They're up already with him in the being like you realm. said that already. They're, but they're in, so Shalon did peek inside the box. Did you guys like my Craig impression? How yeah. good was it? It's pretty good. I, if the webcams weren't on, I wouldn't have known it was you. <laughs> no, I was only pointing it out because you you said uh, that you didn't mention it. I was letting you know you did mention that. But they're you in the cognitive realm. You can mention it as much realm. as you want. Are you going to let him talk to you like that, Dave? Come on. Was he talking to me? <laughs> um, where are we? Oh, yeah. So she sprinkled some powder in the chest so that way, in case it has the same orientation, uh, she could still discover if someone messed with it. And in this case, it was messed with. So and sprinkling powder in a baking pan before you like bake something is a good way to keep it from sticking. Hmm. So the really weird thing is that no one had access to it uh, because there was that big battle and everything. Only pattern stayed behind. So what's up? Is Pattern now suspicious? And um, he actually also mentions the Corrupted Glory Spren, which is the mm-hmm. same one that Beryl um, was given. Maybe so, Pattern is unmade. Not unmade. What's it? Formless. But Pattern so there's has something like weird going on there. Uh, and then Dave's talking about mixing up patterns and, and seeing things. I will point out that Shalon should be very sure. She knows which is her pattern. And just given how she is especially how she looks at things and takes memories and that sort of thing um she can be very sure about which pattern is which not saying that can't be thwarted in some way but but i'm saying least... maybe someone could disguise themselves as shallan's pattern craig are you saying that shallan has really good pattern recognition skills <laughs> <laughs> yes yes i am uh, let's see are uh, you so they saying that see... she ate pattern and he's in her stomachs right now so, so they have reached lasting integrity. They could see it um, in the distance. Uh, there it is. It's big and shiny. <laughs> if you have the American cover, I believe you could see it on the cover of the book itself. I don't. I told you. I left it in my room as per usual. Well, now you don't know what lasting integrity looks like. I did think Adolin was on the other side of it, but I wasn't sure. Uh, is this where she actually draws a bridge in her? She really wants to draw the bridge, and Vale is like, I guess I better take over. <laughs> Uh, and I don't know what these are the dangerous times are referring to. That's her warning to Pattern. She's like, no. better be careful, Pattern. These are dangerous times. And then Pattern's all like, mm. Mm, as he does. Uh, then we switch over to Adolin perspective. Uh, the Honor Sprint send out a delegation to meet with them and basically like, get away. We don't like humans. Go away. And um, Adolin's like, have some letters that we wrote. And it's like, we're not going to read these. Like, uh, you're just wasting your time so then finally Adolin's, Adolin's like all right this is it plan uh f i guess uh and he says put me on trial i if you guys are claiming that we're traitors and we did this and that it's time we have a trial and so that's what he does i i think it's very important to note here that Adolin is not having himself strand stand trial for the crimes of humans thousands of years ago he is having them put him on trial for for him. Yes, he specifically says, put me on trial for any actions that I might have caused, not all of humanity. That's what he, he says, but is that how they... Hey-oh. Oh, is this words of radiance all over again? Oh, you're going to get like five people in the arena at once. Adolin, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's not how Shalon interpreted it, but... Is that how the honor sprint interpret? Yeah. Well, luckily, this isn't something that Adolin is 
an explicit expert on. So when it turns around and bites him in the butt later, I won't be angry about it for three books. (laughs) (laughs) Mike's still angry. Do you think Duel Boy would know the rules for dueling? Yeah, come on, Adolin. But we did get like one of the best scenes in the book. So you know what? Can can we really fault Adolin for that? Yeah, and Adolin's like, honor is dead, but I'll see if you can be honored. Honor is dead, but I'll see you in court. (laughs) Okay, Phoenix Wright. That was definitely Devin Stone. Devin Stone, Phoenix Wright, Phoenix Adolin. I meant Legal Eagle, Devin Stone. I I know who you're talking about. But do our listeners know about Legal Eagle? So my good thing this week is the Legal Eagle YouTube channel. Nope, nope, we're having good thing next week. (laughs) We have good thing at home, Mike. All right, that's it for this chapter. You forgot about the daddy issues. Adolin has daddy issues. That's self-explanatory. All right. Chapter but 30. oh, I, sh- I should point out that Adolin can only take, uh, I think, two people with him. So he takes Shalon and Pattern. And of course, Maya comes with them because she's a dead eye. So, oh, yeah. Know, so this you know. is the part where they're like, we care for our dead eyes. And I'm like, yep, they're probably doing a better job than the Ardents. Are they, though? I guess we'll find out. Probably. But you know who doesn't have daddy issues? Renarin, because he doesn't have a dad. <laughs> oh. But no, no, has like, a son. Wrong way exactly around. Exactly one son. Renarin knows he has a dad. Dal- Dalinar doesn't know he has a son. Renarin's dad is Odium. Chapter 37. Renarin's mom is Shatanat. All right, chapter 37. Silence from the dead. I didn't even know that Silence died, but I guess she did, and now she's back from the dead. Oh, spoilers. (laughs) Shadows for silence from the dead, from the forests of dead, from silence, shadows. Of self. (laughs) You forgot of self. Of the bands of mourning. (laughs) All right. Tomor invents the power glove. Navani thinks it's so bad. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I I didn't want to write that, but I felt obligated. As you should. I would have. I if you hadn't made that joke, I one hundred percent would have. I was about ready to jump in and do so. <laughs> but I bet Risen could use it. Nivani wants him to invent a flying belt, like from the Jetsons, instead. Like literally, she as just as it wants him to the... invent the thing in the Jetsons that they fly around. As long as it comes with the sound effects with it, then that's acceptable. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Um. If Spren can attract other Spren, maybe Pattern attracted other cryptics. Oh, that was just a side thought I had, and I didn't know where to write it, thinking while I was reading. Spren spy. Explosion dead. So in this scene, Tomor invents the power glove. Uh, I think Nivani's like, Tomor, invent an elevator. (laughs) And so he invents a power glove instead. That lets you that lets you go up and down in whatever direction you want. But not side to side and not back in time. Dalinar could skip the elevators and just go zoop straight up to the top of the tower <laughs> and then hang there in the air until somebody fished him out. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But it, it, it does oh, uh, put a lot of stress on the arm hanging there. So this is really just like the actual Nintendo Power Glove in certain directions, right? So So this is like... This he's developing an Iron Man suit, but doing it backwards. I mean, Risen is an invalid like Iron Man, so they could she could use it. Dude, can you imagine? Oh, and like her power core could be the Dawn Shroud. Risen's just gonna become Iron Man. This is great. <laughs> I love this. And then she's gonna fight Kaiju towers that are 
Corrupted by the Fuse, Chapter 39. Oh, man. We're building up to something big here. But, yeah. And this thing, it's like, oh, this is, seems like the exact type of thing that Rizid was looking for in Dawn Shard, right? Okay. And if Spren, maybe Spren Spy. So, remember that mysterious span read message that Navani got? She set up a trap. She's like, oh, lost the span read. Gonna have to bring me another one. So... She leaves her office unattended for a couple weeks and has people guard it. And then they catch a mysterious person going to plant the new spannery. And she's like, okay, I want to get some some Yasna here. And we're going to re- reply to the mysterious Spren on my terms. And then Not all the Yasna, some of the Yasna. And then she sees that someone oh. else is getting a message via spannery and... She notes the words explosion and dead. And she's like, that's not a request for tax reform that I thought was going to be coming through on that span read. (laughs) And next scene, who is the writer? Is it Jim Morrison, you guys? Yes. They're on an Everstorm. And Venley mentions someone named the writer. Wait, do you actually not know who the writer of the storm is? Kaladin? No. (laughs) Uh, It's it's their term for the Stormfather. Raboniel? Oh. I thought they were talking about the Everstorm, though. No, because I think she referred to the uh, the High Storm. The sibling is alive. Next scene. I, that's fine. The entire medical system needs to be broken down and rebuilt, just like Oridan's toy blocks. People often treat mental illness just like a distant problem, kind of like an Everstorm passing beneath the clouds. Suffering withdrawal is just like having a singer smash your skull against a stone wall. Next scene. Fenley smashes a guy's head against a stone wall. <laughs> huh. Fenley's on the board. Stop the span read for Ado's sake. And Ado here refers to Ba Ado Mishram, I think. Whoever that is. I think that's an unmade. Uh, it's actually sake, not not sake. It's Oh, uh, but I thought they just called it all <laughs> alcohol wine on Roshar. Well the Alethi do, maybe the the singers. Have different categories. The, the singers have much more refined palates. Come Although on. to be fair, sake is technically wine, so you got you got that. All right, any more guards? That's the end of chapter thirty-seven. They're they're here. The the fused or rather, uh, Rabonial and the Stone Warden fused. I guess they're not Stone Warden because they only have one surge. Um, you know the the toffs are here. <laughs> That's all <laughs> perfect. <laughs> the cupheads, rather the cupheads are here. And they're getting ready to sabotage the tower. And then I think were the Cupheads the ones that went ahead to take out the guards. And yeah, the, they sent some of the storm, the um, Earth people, to deal with the guards. But another group of guards came by at the same time. Uh oh. And thus, Venley got to participate in her first kill on the battlefield because normally she was doing scholar stuff and not out killing people. Stop this. So then someone starts writing with a span read, and they're like, no, no writing on the span read. And yeah, Venley wants to be able to conquer the tower without killing people. So I just looked Dabit up um, because it's been a while since I had his description, and he's apparently younger than Kaladin. We haven't mentioned Dabit yet, Craig. Yeah, Craig, who's Dabit? I thought that was this chapter. No, Dabit isn't mentioned in this chapter. Um. Okay. Who, I, who's I, Dabit? I vaguely remember why? the name. Oh my as like gosh! A bridge four Just guy, wait till next chapter. I thought he was. I, I thought he was dead along with um 
Was that a guy the, whose name was like Deddy or something? The Lopin. Not the Lopin. There was a guy whose name was like Goner or Rip Me or something like that, and he was like one of the first. It's like one of the first Bridge Four people to die. I dead we. <laughs> no, that's, that's a terrorist name. That's somebody okay, well, once, who fills gold up- mines and never ever ever taps back into them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, once we get up to chapter thirty-nine, we can talk about Dabit again. Well, no, Dave. They're they're enlightened gold mines. Hmm. Is that a thing? Could it be? Probably not. Maybe. I don't know. What What if they did have like the? Whoa. What if there were a way to reverse metal mines so that you could actually get healthier by filling a gold mine, and then like you just you have that ring. And you put it in a treasure chest in like a dungeon and some hapless adventurer comes by and they don't have any scrolls of identify and they put the ring on to see what it does. And they just lose a bunch of hit points when they put the ring on. But it would also have to be unaspected and all that other stuff. Probably more work than it's worth just to play a prank on some unwitting PCs. Did we finish chapter 37 yet? Yeah, probably. All right. What do you want to do next? Uh, I want to know who Dabit is. Hmm. Maybe we'll, we can read and find out. Chapter 38, Rhythm of the Terrors That Flap in the Night. Seth's Void Sphere exploded, I guess. Did I ever ask if the Void Sphere was his Oath Stone? It's and not his Oath Stone. His Oath Stone's bigger, I think, right? The Void Sphere is like a little like monetary sphere. like a little. This his, is the sphere right. that we saw at the end of the Way of Kings prologue that he gave to right. Zeth to hide. Gavilar and gave it to Seth. Ga- Gavilar did, and Zeth dug it up between books and gave it to Navani, and that was like at the beginning of this book where she gave it to, to, to see what it was. And Zeth's yeah. O-Stone was just a regular rock. Oh, right. Gavilar's dying request was for him to take the Void Sphere, and Seth is like, well, I was sent here to kill you, but I have to honor your dying request. What if his dying request was don't kill me? That wouldn't be a very good dying request. Yeah, because then he wouldn't be dying anymore, and you'd have to revoke his request and kill him. But then they'd just end up in this infinite loop, and then Seth's like circuits would blow a fuse because he's trying infinite calculations in like in in, in a nanosecond, and like all of his all of his like wires and brain coils would like explode out of his head, and then um, nightblood and then Fry would. <laughs> And then Fry would drink the hundredth cup of coffee and haul yeah. everyone out of there before yeah, the building exactly. explodes. And I guess Gavilar I- didn't want that to happen, so he just he just gave uh because coffee is against Warrenism, so and the ghost bloods not the ghost bloods, the sons of honor. The uh, the sons of ghost bloods, yeah. <laughs> One of those secret societies. The ghost busters, I guess. The ghost blood busters. <laughs> Yeah, I guess, like, is there a ghost bloodbusters? Like, is there a secret society set up specifically just to root out ghostbusters and kill them? I mean, ghost blood. Oh, man. Is this joke over yet? Uh, so that's with the uh, purple. Next scene. Venley focuses on taking the most important step a Venley can take. We're so sorry, Uncle Urithiru. So Venley, you know, she's... Uh, She's in envoy form, which makes her like slightly more powerful than a normal singer and significantly more powerful than a human. But then she's also trying to keep up with all these fused running up like actually kind of like the steps in Ghostbusters, the Nintendo game. Speaking of that, 
<laughs> well, an... envoy form isn't a form of like it's it's not a martial form, so right. it's designed for communication. But she's tempted to use her stormlight and her timbre powers to. What is she? Don't tell me. She's one that no one, none of the none of the PCs are right. Uh, well, she has stone, and she's a. She has she What's has the first transportation letter? as well. W. Uh, word stoning. Just gotta Will, do stone and stuff Will Shaper. Will Shaper. Will Shaper. There it is. She can do one of the things, or one of the things she can do is what the the Cuphead guys can do. One of the other things she can do is one of the things the Dalinar can do. No. Wait, no. O- open no, a perpendicularity? Right. Yeah, she can do that. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> sorry. The other thing she can do is what a stone ward, is one of the things a stone ward can do. That's the same thing is as it? the... The cuphead. Well, then what's do. the other one she can do? Transportation. She could do oh, a Yasna. Oh, she has transportation. Okay. She could do a Yasna. Oh, okay. So she could just yeah. like pop in the shades smart at will. Well, but getting out's a little We don't harder. know how it works for her. She can make rock soup and then go be somewhere else. Yeah. She can make soup out of rocks or she can make rocks into soup. Not to be confused with rocks. No, that's stew. He makes stew. All right. Shalon gave Kaladin boots after all. Oh, That's wait, I was going to so, yeah, she doesn't want to use her surge binder powers or like her stormlight to help her keep up. Because she's surrounded by a bunch of people who will kill a surge binder on site. Yeah, but she's doing it to protect <clears throat> Tamber. And herself. And Tamber. Uh, so yeah, so she's like just focusing on one step at a time. She's like, focus. she's actually in her inner monologue says she's focusing on each next step, right? Uh, Which is a callback to Kaladin's first bridge run. I thought it was a callback to the most important step a man could take. Which apparently is the same thing as the most important words a man can say. Did we ever get closure on that? Like why that got mixed up? So always the next one. What are the most important words a man can say? But Dalinar was too drunk and he remembered it wrong. Like... What the heck? The most important words a man can say are, honey, I shrunk the kids. <laughs> uh, so, we're so sorry, Uncle Erythra. So, apparently, the sibling has been alive and then corrupted. But that might happen next chapter. I didn't take very good notes. All right. Shalon gave Kaladin boots after all on her little table etching at the wine house that she carved into the table. She drew a picture of Kaladin. And he said it wasn't very flattering, which makes me think maybe Vale actually drew it. But it was nice of her to give him his boots back in some form. That was definitely a veil. Aren't they, they're oversized in that picture too, aren't they? They're like big boots. Yeah, yeah, that's veil. I like big boots, and I cannot lie. Shalon and the gave... other guard likes small boots and cannot tell the truth. You may ask one question. Herboniel <laughs> uh, seizes the city. I guess this is where she corrupts the the heart of the tower. All right. I was wondering what you were writing there. <laughs> She seizes the city. What? That's not how you spell season. Like, but that is how you pronounce it. I, ha- I have empirical proof to to verify that that is indeed how I spell seizes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was what I was gonna like that. That is how Dave spelled seizes. <laughs> that may not be how the rest of us spell it, but that's how Dave did. It's true. All right. Uh, I think we covered that as we went. Yeah. Chapter thirty nine invasion lashing crashing next scene i knew it was dabit all along i knew it was storm uncle all along wait who's dabit i don't know i wrote dabit (laughs) 
Um, Dabbit, he was on Bridge 4, don't you remember? You must not be an edge dancer. Although they didn't forget Dabbit, so maybe you're you're clear. Uh, they can't mess with adhesion. Sylphrena is Hold on. back. Did you just imply that Craig is a chondra? He's Wait, got what? a beard. Why would a chondra have a beard? Look at Yeah, look at all of this hair. To throw you, you just off. just said he was clear. Specifically to throw you off. <laughs> uh, he did that that cool trick that Milanda, where you can see her like jemmy purple insides. He changed the size of his. Gotcha, guys. There's a skeleton <laughs> inside all of us. <laughs> I mean, I did eat a skeleton <laughs> for lunch today. <laughs> Got me, Craig. Uh, they can't mess with adhesion. Sylphrena is back. It's invasioning time. Next scene to the map room. Garnet vein. Next scene. You see harmony. You don't have to use your knife just for killing all the time. Uh, never mind. Kaladin will not be playing the part of hero. Not everything is like you, Kaladin. I guess that's the end of this week's chapters. If you want to go ahead and recapitulate chapter 39, Craig. Okay. Uh, so, given the events of last chapter and what the, the Fuse and the other singers are doing to the tower, suddenly the powers just stop working. Um... And Teft crashes himself, like not not crashes, but he collapses like he had a stroke or something like that. So Kaladin tries to lash him to get him to move and he can't do it. Like lashing just doesn't work. So that's weird. And he goes to try to, you know, get some help from the nearby edge dancer. Do we see? Okay, we don't see the resolution of that yet. So then we switch over to Navani and she finds out who left the uh, replacement span read and it's Dabid. Who I was just talking about a couple chapters ago. No, it's oh, I remember David. that guy now. He's the Bridge Four member who doesn't speak, um, and so he's only doing the Bridge Four salute, which is how some people recognize him. And uh, Navani asked for someone else to verify that this is who they say it is. It's really weird that he has this uh, replacement span read. Did he speak before the battle shock? Uh, I don't remember him as speaking. As far ever. as they know, he's been muted. Okay. So okay. yeah, David was the one. Wait, leaving everybody, him. pause. Craig has a baby. Dodger's a baby. Don't 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 actually pause. No, no, no. Don't pause the recording. <laughs> but like, stop talking about important things and talk about more important things because Ada's on the on the screen. Oh yeah, because she might watch this back, and Hi, we don't want her to be spoiled. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hi. Can you show them your animals? Hi, Ada. Oh, that's a nice animal. Oh, she got a puppy. That's puppy and kitty. Aww. You I have too many animals for the number of arms oh, you have. Hang on, I've got you a have, kitty. Oh no, Let me see she if I carries can get a four with her, and my wife is carrying a pillow as well. So she gets all of these all the time. Hey Ada, Ada, look at the cat. Ada, there's kitty. No, nope. oh, bye Ada. Miss it. No, no, she's it's bedtime. Okay, uh, now you're the cat's right. Gone I should too. turn in. All okay, right. back to back to book stuff. <laughs> all right, so yeah, so it's David. He was the one who was leaving it, and oh, it's claimed. That the David, sibling, the, the famed Cosmere deep dive podcaster, the, the, the replacement span read is activated, and it's the sibling. He, he, he says, "I'm the sibling." The well, he says under he's attack. the sibling. Yeah, he says he's the sibling. Um, that's that scene. Then we go back to Kaladin, and he's wondering why his lashing is failing. However, adhesion still works, so he can still pull a lope in and stick things to things. That still works. I'm surprised uh, that he actually understands his powers enough to differentiate between gravitation and... Well, you see, Dave, unlike Dalinar, he's been practicing with his powers. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> but they I mean, Shalon... I guess Shalon knows the difference between light weaving and food making. Yeah, she does one and she doesn't do the other one. <laughs> I mean, we have... Yasna has done some study. She could have talked Maybe about it. Radiant been practicing their it. abilities. 
trans transmutation. I, I think Syl knows. Like Syl knows the difference in the ability. She could have explained as well. Um. Anyway, Syl does appear again. She like they weren't able to access any spren. They he tried to get Tef's spren. Uh, she wouldn't appear. Syl seemed very far away, but she was eventually able to come back. It's also a little bit weird that Kaladin wasn't knocked out like the others were. So he's still mobile, and they yeah, find out that, that all of the other Radiant Knight are are knocked out. Even the other, except he's the only one. Even the other Windrunners. Which yep, yes. there's there's one other that hasn't been knocked out. We find out in this chapter. Okay, well we'll we'll see that in a moment. Um, it's invasioning time. Yeah, there's an invasion going on, so it's like, all right, got to get the work. All right, scroll down. So because the span read uh, actually stopped working in the, in the last part, so Navani doesn't really have a way to contact it, but David shows her that he's been touching a garnet vein in the wall in order to communicate with um, the thing that's claiming to be the sibling. So they, they uh, I don't know, they, they run off to go do that. I think that's sort of where we end Navani's section. Um, and then we... No, the, the map room thing is... Navani immediately starts organizing defenses. She calls for run like the, of the three guards there. She wants to know who's the fastest, mm, and she yep. sends him off to to go basically collect runners. She sends the second fastest off by a different route to the same place to go collect runners, uh, and then she has everything be organized in the map room, yeah. which is the largest room that is secure that she knows about. All right, so now we go back to Kaladin, and he's starting to have. Um, some some flashbacks of battle and everything. Uh, so he looks to find a scalpel that he can pick up and perhaps <laughs> use as a knife. Uh, but then then he's he's told to sort of because he, he's like breaking out in sweat and everything. And Liren basically talks him out of it. He's like, what are you going to do just by yourself? Like we the, the, the tower has been captured. Uh, what, what are you planning on doing? So he, he puts an end to that line. Kaladin will not be playing the part of hero. OK. Who's who's the other radiant that was not Abbott. knocked down? Uh, Tori's telling me that it's not in this chapters in these chapters, even though I could have sworn it was. I I thought I read it but earlier today, but I guess I didn't. Is Dabit a Windrunner? No, he is not. Oh, it better be okay. Lift. Yeah, it's gonna be. All right, uh, so it. have you guys noticed that we're getting a Sanderlanch again, two parts in a row? Yeah, I've noticed that like every chapter has been a montage for the last month. Yeah, you, you could tell it's definitely building up. Why are we I getting wonder, Sander Lanches at the beginning of the book? I wonder if that was intentional. Well, maybe you should read the annotations and it'll explain it. I mean, I I know why we got a Sander Lanch at the end of part one, because it was supposed to be like part five of a book we didn't have. Why are we getting then a Sander Lanch at the end of new part one of okay. a book we do have? Uh, my, If I would hazard a guess, it's because we are essentially condensing a part one and part two of a regular Stormlight Archive book into one. So essentially we get a mini Sandard Lanch that's setting up the issues that we're going to have to deal with in the book. So part one is part five of the missing book and part two is part one and two. of Yeah. Yeah, basically. And then part three is uh, part two and part six of the next book. Part three is interludes in a... And then part four is actually part five of this book and part five is... Part six of three books ago. <laughs> I was going to say, if you say it was part one of next book, I would hate that so much. <laughs> if you just leave it at, a, at that. Oh, my. no, that's what Brandon uses the epilogue or epigraph epilogue for epitaphs. Espionage. Yeah, yeah those uh, are we done with Dave. 
Uh, I think I'm done with Dave. Yes, I Do we need so. to get rid of Dave? Mike. Can, can we have an can we Mike. have an episode that isn't an hour and a half, like once? Uh I, All right, can bye I just guys. Get, I'll I just let you want figure something. this out. <laughs> All right, bye Dave. Bye Dave. Dave's, Dave's gone. gone. Play, the, play thing. the thing. This concludes the spoiler free section of our podcast. If you are, as I am, reading along for the first time, we recommend that you stop listening now, as the following will contain spoilers for not only this book, but for other Cosmere books as well. There may also be general spoilers from any other source material. Spoilers begin now. Okay, we won't do Lost Metal if you would like. That will make it very short. Oh, I did finish Lost Metal. I'm done now. Well, then we better do Lost I think I was last week, too. (laughs) It's up to you if you want to do it, but I do have a couple of things I want to read for the Vrindle Award. Oh, no, no, no. Last week, I had a few chapters. Like, literally, I stopped four chapters before the end of the book because I couldn't tell how close it was to the actual end of the book. Okay, so... Uh, I'm just going to break into this. Chapter 35, there was a bullet point I need to read out since I didn't get that far last time. Rust, Felt said, lowering his spyglass. How did the beast know? Did anyone hear High Prince Adolin whistle for it? So this this is a twofold bullet point because one, it's about how Adolin has this connection with Gallant that he formed over time. So they sort of just, it just knows that Adolin wants him to come by. Um, so that's cool. But secondly, Felt curses and says rust because he's from skadriel yeah they say rust and ruin but we've also already like well established rust as oh yeah or not rust felt as as a world hopper from I, we, we know who he, he didn't is, change his name but i like that touch that we have him cursing in the skadrian way okay before you hit your next point uh there's a cat on tori's screen hooray <laughs> it's a kitty <laughs> yay this shame. should always be pointed out See, every this time is why there's we an webcam. animal, yes. we got every we got time my there's daughter, a... we got yes. kitties and puppies. Whenever there's an animal or a baby on a webcam, we need to point it out. It's very important. Yeah, unfortunately, my doors are closed, so my cat can't sneak in at this. Uh, if we record at a different time, the door could be open, and then my cat can. Um, so I, I don't think we mentioned last week, but uh, Notum's horse um, is like, "Hey, why does your sprint horse look like a horse?" And he's like, "Humans didn't come up with all the sprint, <laughs> like." Mm. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, okay. So chapter 36. Dead eyes can't make choices, Nodum said. They don't have the presence of mind for it. I know this personally. My father's a dead eye cared for just now. Um, this is actually, Dave pointed this out as well. There really is a similarity going on between how dead eyes are treated and how the other people are treated. Um, uh, just those suffering from mental. So yay for consistent themes yeah after that radiant checked with pattern but nothing unusual had happened while they were gone finally as their supplies were being loaded onto the pack horses shallan took over and moved to check on marisi's communication cube out of habit i hide i highlighted that specifically because i think that's when so i forget does pattern ever actually do stuff or is it always just radiant who's the cube do you guys remember i don't remember i do know that pattern is real bad at lying here no but, kid. he's so obvious so that yeah. means he must know because i think he's confused okay if, if i recall i think um pattern is confused because he just saw radiant do something like he just saw well so it looks like shallan but it was actually radiant i highlighted this because i think this is when radiant does something with the cube and and that's you know what happens later on where shallan's like oh someone messed with this so i think this is when it happened if it is radiant that's doing it the thing that sort of confuses me is that radiant should know all of this like she should know that there's a certain orientation for the cube that shallan put some powder in it's really weird that she doesn't know this 
I mean, I know she's not very good at spying and, and lying. Like, she's doing a lot of covert things, which is not what Radiant's strength is, but it's still a little bit weird, I feel. Maybe she knows and doesn't care because she's all honest and honorable. It's bothering her to be covert. Yeah, may- maybe her plan is if Shalon's ever like, wait a minute, is it you? She's just going to be like, yeah. <laughs> well, we don't, we don't get mean, that for a while. Well, she nearly confessed a few chapters ago. When, uh, what was it? When, when Vale and Shallan were, were talking about, like, suspects. And, well, Radiant can't lie to us. And Radiant was like, well... Yep. And then they just moved on. They just talked over it. It's like, oh, th- and Radiant has never done that. And she's like, well... And they're like, ah, we're gonna ignore that. It, it's still a little bit weird. I, I, don't, I haven't really talked about it, but... Like, there's three different identities, but they're all still Shallan. They're just different identities of Shallan. I think what we've seen Shy do... Uh, in in Emperor Soul and and uh, the way that she uses her different identities, I think that's closer to someone without. So Shalon has an issue. She has a multiple personality disorder. So the way she handles this is different than anyone else who would mess with their identity. The fact that they have a presence, they have uh, this identity she has within her going on all the time, and they actually have conversations with each other. That's not a thing that usually happens with their identity. Oh, and just just so we're clear here, uh, multiple personality disorder hasn't been the correct terminology for decades. Disassociative identity. Thank you, Tori. Dissociative identity disorder, DID. I apologize. Uh, I'm not familiar Although, with any of the terms. Shalon doesn't even have that. She has fantasy DID. <laughs> mm, okay. I I mean maybe right. with the Rosharan healthcare system being so behind the times, they still call it multiple personality disorder. No, they they call it battle shock and then they lock you in a dark room forever. Yeah. Her association with Pattern stretched back to that time for certain. She used him as a blade to kill her mother. Shalon had suppressed many of those memories, but this fact was indisputable. Pattern and she had begun to bond nearly a decade ago. Indisputable, you say. (laughs) I will dispute that fact. Yep. Um, Okay, chapter 37. Don't include yourself in that group, son, Liren said, adjusting his spectacles as he held up a medical chart written in glyphs. This is when Kaladin is a part of the the people with depression, and Liren's like, don't do that. And he calls them out. Like, there is more that happens in a scene, because Kaladin does point out that hey you're actually wrong at the point and Liren does back down but L- Liren is still a little bit blind when it comes to his Liren makes a good choice exactly once with Kaladin which choice is that to back down and listen to <laughs> Kaladin's particular esper- expertise on this point yeah well, a, lot, but- a lot of people are that way with their loved ones though when someone's like no I'm really depressed that's like no don't be depressed like in- instead of listening mm-hmm. and agreeing people People want to fix it, and um, that's that's just beyond the power of any parent, no matter how much you love your... Yeah. Um, I, I think Lir- like, L- Liren is bad about how he deals with Kaladin, but I think Liren's doing some good things in general. Like, he's willing to work with Kaladin to make improvements. He's, he's admitting that they've been approaching this very wrong. So there, there's some good things that are coming from it. He just has a bit of a blind spot and assumptions that are made uh, about Kaladin. Okay. Um, so Venli's thinking, make contact with the Radiance while actively invading their base. Look for allies as a massacre occurred. No, neither. She's just trying to stay dry. Um, I highlighted that. But it's it's interesting because she's still, at this point, 
and and this this is her book, so we're gonna get more uh, out of this. But at this point, she's still sort of on the fence. Like, yes, she started bonding a spren, but she doesn't consider herself a knight radiant, and she's still taking actions that are helping the singers. But as the book goes on, that of course will be put to the test until the, the book. I don't know. This this seems like a pretty reasonable stance to me. Like I'm oh, part yeah. of the group that is breaking in and murdering a bunch of people, but. But no, I should join Team Radiant. That's de- no, no one's gonna <laughs> go along with that. Yeah, uh, Just all right. Go off and be Switzerland somewhere. That that literally is your best option at this point. So, chapter thirty-eight, Zespier, the Void Light one that Gavilar had considered most important out of all his strange spheres. Um, this is is this Bay Ada Mishram, right? Maybe? We don't know. We think we so, know. but we don't know. Okay. Uh, Navani doubted that anything dangerous could have survived what seemed to be complete destruction, but then again, she'd never known a fabrial or sphere to explode. So, I think this is the one I want to talk about this. I'm going to go into light, lost metal, spoilers. We're doing the same thing that happens in lost metal. There's, there's this weird combination of investiture, and it's basically causing a... a so in, in this case, to me, it brings to mind a ma- matter, any matter, when those two like interact it's explosive they cancel each other out and it feels like something is happening here with investiture in the same way we saw it in lost metal when we had a ridiculously powerful explosion just from a tiny little bit of harmonium um yeah and it's the same thing like we 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 saw this here because this book came out first but i don't think we had the information to know about it until we had lost metal hey didn't didn't we have an epigraph back in part one, that, like, some country had better ways of moving investiture between spheres, and they kept it a secret. I vaguely remember something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was part of, yes. part of Navani's fabrial mechanics. Right. Yeah. Was one of the researchers that were specifically mentioned that we met earlier in the book from that country that I can't remember which one it is, maybe Thalen. I think she said Thalen. Because given, given what we know, or given... What we know about the interactions between Stormlight and Voidlight, and if you're not using the very, very specific rhythm to make Warlight, they don't get along well. I'm wondering if someone tried to move Voidlight to a Stormlight gem, and a little bit got in, and poof. Ah, okay. Yeah. It it just feels like if there's any interaction between the two, bad things will happen. Right. I also love that, like, Navani can't go in because the room's too dangerous. So let's send in Rushu, <laughs> who, we, who we know is immune to all damage that is an acid type. I mean, if we assume she's a Chondra, we totally do. She's a Chondra. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not even going to call it a theory that she's a Chondra. <laughs> if it turns out later Although, that she's not, we're going to look just as silly as Dave with his Doxandra theory. I'm, I'm willing to, to lay on that cross. <laughs> Uh, latest word of Brandon, latest as of this recording, Brandon did a spoiler stream, uh, which, which you can go in and watch and review. But he has stated, in summary, I mean, he hasn't stated this, but there are Conjure present on Roshar, and they are not Harmonies. Yeah, I, I also saw that, that apparently any Conjure that we have seen off of Scadriel before we see Milan leave, which... Sorry about arguing about that, Craig. I didn't spot the exact wording. You were right. I was wrong. Uh, yes. Yeah. You Redemption. got that one. Okay. Save I'll, it. I'll keep that. Put one in the column. We'll start a counter now. <laughs> we're only 200 plus episodes in. 
And this is the first time you've been able to put one in your column. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's got a few. He's 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 had a few. Um, But yeah, no, this is every Condra that we have seen, every suspected Condra that we have seen pre Milan's last scene in the law or not last second to last scene in the Lost Metal um, is not working for Harmony, which might mean that they aren't from Scadrial originally. They could be. Like, this is based on hemallergy, which is apparently one of, like, a core concept of of the Cosmere, is that hemallergy is just universal. So, the, the ability to create Chondra is equally universal. It, it's weird, because I always considered hemallergy, it, it's very much of Ruin, like, the way it works. But Ruin wasn't an aspect of Ad Nauseam in the beginning, so there's nothing that says hemallergy didn't exist. Well, hemallergy is just stealing connection and uh yeah, yeah. we we see what's his name god priest do that later in this book so uh or attempt to do that and so there are other I methods mean, of stealing connection but hemallergy seems to work pretty well awakening is all about intent and commands and we've seen that that's a a core piece of of investiture as well yep. like ruin may have just been like you know what this this bit of of magic i really like this one i'm gonna focus on mm. this one yeah, just like Endowment likes the whole command and intent structure. Yeah, okay. makes sense to me. Yeah, so that that's sort of the question. What is this Chandra, if it happens to be Rushu, what is she a Chandra for? Like, who does she work for, if anybody? Who does number two work uh-huh. for? Yeah. Well, I mean, she might not be working for anybody. She might just have decided she wanted to travel and see all the Cosmere. And- well, well, who created her? Where did she come from? I mean, since spiked people... And spiked Chandra can be finger puppeted by appropriate uh, shards. She's working for somebody. Like, is she of autonomy? Is is she of cultivation? And maybe I would cultivation lean, has some. Chandra I would lean around. toward cultivation. Actually, it's it seems like to me up her alley. If she if she has her fingers in a lot of different uh, plates. Well, because we having a bunch of Chandra around could could be a great way of doing that. We we know all that the Chandra have to do to be not Harmony's Chandra is to replace one of their spikes with a different god metal. So, um, is that the case? Is it any god metal, or is it specifically autonomy? Because that seems like an autonomy type thing. So you might need an autonomy spike in order to not be finger puppeted by. Well, she wasn't being finger puppeted by Harmony, but she might have been finger puppeted by autonomy while she had the autonomy spike in but if you're also arguing that hemallergy is a cosmerical constant then um pretty much a spike from any god metal would take them out of harmony's control they would just end up under someone else's control or it only takes a god metal if it's from an off-planet shard Mm. and that's that's just to prevent whatever shard is on planet from from hijacking your own finger puppet, in which case I'm leaning more toward cultivation. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be that complicated. Uh, I'm with you. I think it's going to be one of the. It's either going to be cultivation or odium. Well, hang on, hang and on. It, if going okay, if God medals from other planet, I'm I'm sorry, I'm I can't articulate this, but uh, couldn't she still be harmonies spiked by harmonies spikes, but not working for harmony if she's just not on Scadrial? like. She, she could be one of Harmony's who happened to become a world hopper and then she was taken over or switched her spike with some other god then. No, like if she just left Scadrial, then she'd be yeah. outside of Harmony's um, 
Oh, outside domain. His influence. Yeah. So maybe she did just decide she wanted to see the Cosmere and uh, just left without Harmony's direct order and isn't reporting back to Harmony. Like, would he be able to um, see into what's going on on Roshar just because she's got Harmony's spikes in? I think so. Or would so. his vision be limited? I would like to point out that it takes at least two spikes. Yeah. A, to be finger puppeted, and B, to be mentally stable. Uh, remember, Paolm only had the one and was repeatedly mentioned to not be so stable. So was it having two separate god medals is what made her unstable, or was it that one of them wasn't Harmony specifically? So if she had no. two Trellium spikes, would she have been okay, but then she would have been under Trell's control? Like, we don't know. We, we two know spikes she was for stability. Walking. Yeah, we, we know she was walking around with Yeah. Two spikes for stability is established. Okay. Um, anyway, we, we don't know where the Contra came from. We don't know if it's just another shard made it, or this was one from Scadriel, and she just changed her, her spikes. Or maybe she still has both spikes, and although I suspect that's not the case, um, we just don't know. That, that there's more here that I think we just got to keep an eye on, but... I. I, I, I'm with Mike. I think cultivation is likely. It seems like a thing she would do. Um, let um, me continue on. Yeah. Well, hold on. I want to expand that. Uh, anywhere we see Chandra, I'm going to now assume that they're under the control of whoever the local shard is, unless they're acting real weird, in which case I will assume they've got a single god metal shard from someone else. Okay. All right. Uh, Calvin that, thinks. Huh? This, this does not bode well for Milan going off planet now i'm worried about her now craig you've made me worried about milan <laughs> oh, no. well that that might be intentional we'll have to see what era three brings us <laughs> all right uh Calden thinks blood of my fathers he thought sliding into the booth i really have been withdrawing from everyone except adolin who wouldn't stand for it. <laughs> half the reason Calden had begun courting lynn was due to adolin and silk conspiring against it. stormy man storming spren bless them both I just, I, I, you know, it's Adolin and Cowden. Like, come on, I'm going to highlight that. It's, that's so good. I can't believe it. When, when the first book dropped, I didn't really care for Adolin. I didn't dislike him, but, you know, it was the view like, oh, he's just a light, light eyes, pretty boy. Meh. Dumb jock. But, dumb jock, yeah. But Adolin. He's a baby. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on team Adolin, man. He's a beautiful, perfect himbo yes. and must be protected. Yes. Okay. Uh, almost done. A couple more. Chapter 39's epigraph. The power of Odium Shard is more dangerous than the mind behind it, particularly since any investiture seems to gain a will of its own when not controlled. So it is full of poop here. <laughs> you think so? Because <laughs> yes. I think this is important because, you know, we have Teravangian holding the shard now, but the shard is still dangerous. The shard is still dangerous, but you just made my point for me. Teravangian is holding the shard. He's way scarier than just the Odium <laughs> shard. So you think it's worse that he has... Well, c keep in mind, Raze was considered a bit of a jerk, apparently. By so... Hoyd, who is unreliable. Put put one on the board for Mike. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a big difference between, yeah, he was a bit of a jerk, and yeah, he planned and committed several genocides. Like, that's those are not... True. They're, they're not the same. Yeah. One is scarier right. than the other. You guys have convinced me that Teravangian holding the shard is now much worse. This is not a good thing. <laughs> did did Brandon not already convince you of that? Because I thought that was kind of the point of this. Book. Oh no, it was scary. Like when we got that, when we get the scene at the end of the book with Hoyd um, meeting Teravangian, that 
I got chills. He he completely messes with Hoyd and is successful. At and least it appears to be successful. I would like to remind the class of uh, Hoyd's Hoyd's qualifiers for who is good and who is bad. At was good because he bought Hoyd he bought a drink, him a drink once. once. Yes. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. In defense of At, he did work with Lyris to create life. They created a planet. They decided to create life there. From what they know of Yolin, like they did some good things in the beginning. And when AT was busy ruining everything at the end of uh, the Mistborn books, he still, it's like ruin is his thing, but he wasn't like, okay, hold on. No, we've already established that Lyris was more of a jerk than AT was because they had agreed on how they were going to play Legos. And. Mm. And Lyris broke the, agreement. broke the agreement and got out the craggle. Remember, we had this whole discussion. So, like, the <laughs> AT was not entirely to blame for how that went down. Okay. Well, and, anyway. And unchecked preservation is horrifying in way worse ways than unchecked ruin is. It really is. It That is, it's a little creepy. Like, they, they both have problems. Um, it might be better that they're sort of combined into one shard, but I still think there's problems with the harmony shard as is as well. Yeah, um, unchecked preservation was basically the plot of uh, Thief of Time in the Discworld. Yep, we've brought that up a few times. Craig still hasn't read. <sighs> I'm reading Cradle. Um, so, <laughs> uh, shoot, something about at I don't know ruin. I don't know something like something something. Moving on. Uh, have you ever seen anything like it? The nurse asks. Something similar just happened to my friend, another Radiant. Radiant. Not you, though. So, so Cowden and Cowden's like, I always live. So Cowden wasn't knocked out. The other Radiants are. Is it because he's almost fourth ideal? Yes. Yeah. I think? Yeah. Explicitly, it, we get it. We get told it later. And I swear, I thought Lyft was in these chapters. I thought she showed up. No. I mean, they figured it out. <laughs> it's, it's pretty obvious that Lyft would be a, an oddball one. She goes where she doesn't belong. She breaks the rules. But she does belong here because she's level four. Um, I remembered my earlier thought. I like that we're getting people like we're learning about these potential villains and people that are picking up shards because I think they're more intimidating than this unknown factor. Like Ray's was it, it was just we were worried about the odium type shard itself. But now we have Teravangian holding the odium shard. And we have, like, so we get an idea of how the powers work, and then we're introduced to the person who holds it. That's a problem. We get hints in Lost Metal, so I apologize, Lost Metal spoilers again, of Discord perhaps coming about, which is just Harmony's alternate self. Uh, the other the other combination of the shards where Ruin has slightly more influence than Preservation. Harmony's uh, formless, <laughs> and he doesn't yeah. have, he doesn't have Shallan's defense mechanisms to keep it at bay so i still think that's going to be era three i think that's era three's problem uh is is my guess so i I like that we're getting it i'm curious if we're going to get something like that with autonomy as well because again she's sort of intimidating like in all of the the things that she's getting involved in but we don't know anything about bavidin i'm wondering if we're going to hold someone else i feel like we need dragon steel to make bavidin a threat okay like Autonomy is a threat. Trell was a threat. Threats established, but like the actual shard holder as a person who is threatening. Yeah. We need we need the background for that. We need dragon steel. Or they're gonna someone else is gonna pick it up. Yeah. I think that. that's but the direction it's going. I don't know. We've already played that card with, with uh Odium. And ruin and preservation and so 
So in well, the okay. okay, in the early Cosmere books, like the shards don't really come into it. In Elantris, the shards aren't even other than the part that they're, they're de- there, they're not they did. part of the plot. And then in the first Mistborn book, it's not the shards that are the big plot, it's the Lord Ruler. Like we know it's the shards in hindsight, but the first time you read the book and when you're first getting into the Cosmere, he's kind of leading you into that gently. So now here we are in Stormlight and oh, oh and again, going back to Warbreaker, the shards aren't really the big part of the plot. Um, so now as the Stormlight archives are rolling along and as Miss Warren is rolling along and we're getting more into the um, the cosmogony of it, uh, the I, I think... Like you said, getting to know these people as characters and then they pick up the shards is going to become more of a thing. Okay, this is this is classic pro wrestling storyline <laughs> technique. <laughs> um, Please explain. <laughs> okay, you can have very similar setups, but you don't want to do the same result over and over and over again. So what we've seen with Sazed is... He's going. He's having, in a pro wrestling term, a face heel turn. He's turning from a good guy into a bad guy after he has taken over these shards. Okay, so that's one way for this to go. We've had a shard takeover in the case of Odium, where bad guy, still bad guy, just takes over new power. What we haven't had yet is going back and learning about the original holder who still has that power. Okay. And can we also and, get the what is it called when we have like a heel face turn where a bad well that's guy that's when a bad guy turn turns into a good guy down. we kind of have that with Dalinar sure but we liked him at first and then yeah. we learn his backstory and apparently he was the villain so are we going to see him pick up the honor shard I, I mean still he'd think have to that's the case reconstruct it first but yeah that's that's almost certainly going to be the case like by the end of the Cosmere we're gonna have to put the shards back together we got to put the band back together <laughs> you know. Well, which is kind of what I was saying is that we're meeting on. these characters and then they pick up the shards. I think Dalinar is almost definitely going to put the honor shard back together. I don't think the end game of the Cosmere is to put all the shards back together because I think there's problems there that we're going to learn about in Dragonsteel of one person or one entity holding the combined shards. I think the ultimate end game is to shatter all the shards. No uh, one should have that power. I disagree with you, but I think we already know what the problem is, and we've already identified it, which is uh, cognitive shadows living too long do not do well. Right. That's why we can't have a shard holder. No, that's why we can't have one shard holder holding the power for thousands of years. If we set up a system that the power gets passed down every couple of centuries to someone to a new holder, that should work just fine. Do you really think something holding that power will do that willingly? It if just takes it takes one entity to be like, why should I give it up? I'm if just it's enforced by the rest of them, I think it could work. Okay. Well, in this case, again, we're not putting the shards back together. Though. We'll, I mean, we'll, we'll have a band, but we're not going to have a single person, <laughs> right? I think we'll get Devotion and Dominion picked back up together. Mercy is... Yeah, because they're all mixed mercy, together um, right now anyway. Ambition, mm. ambition is a maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Ambition is a maybe, leaning toward probably not, but... Devotion to Dominion? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because the power is still there. It's just mixed in a blender. Um, The only other thing I I had a question for is, uh, why is adhesion not blocked? Like, okay, so we know that- Because that was the the honor-only surge. Right. 
Well, so so from a mechanics perspective, what is actually being suppressed? Is it because the surges happen to be a combination of honor and cultivation, and it's that mixture? But the problem is the mixture of that investiture is tower light, and we don't normally just make tower light. Yes. Okay. Adhesion isn't blocked because adhesion isn't represented in the fused, and the mechanism inside the tower to block the fused powers is just being reversed. Oh. Oh. Okay, but then why is Lyft still awake? Oh, she's level four. Is it because she's level four or because she's running on cultivation? Oh, I I, I thought it's because she makes life light. Yeah, I thought it was because she was. Yeah. No, like. Kaladin is still around because he's nearly level four. He's just sure. empowered. Yeah. They they explicitly talk about this later on in the I book. I remember that... them talking about it for Kaladin, but I thought Lyft was because she was yeah, she didn't fit the proper mold somehow. No, it's it's because Lyft's level four. Like they were glad that Yasna was out of the tower because they were certain that she was a high enough level to to overpower She's their absolutely suppression. Absolutely level four. <laughs> yes. Yasna's level five, pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Um but they didn't realize that Kaladin was a there and b that close, and then I just don't think anyone paid atten- paid enough attention to Lyft to be like, oh yeah, she's level four. But no, that I remember that being explicitly discussed later in the book. I would like to note that I think all of us have not read this book since it first came out. Yep. That is true. Uh, yep. So memories are going to be pretty sketchy. We're going to get stuff wrong. <laughs> And you can you can join our Discord to tell by us going how to patreon.com slash cast to yell at me, specifically me, Mike. At Mike, you're wrong <laughs> on our Discord. <laughs> or you could say Mike, you're right. That's no, fair. you shouldn't. <laughs> no. I'm I've got too too big of an ego already. You don't want to do yeah. that. Don't feed that. Specifically <laughs> specifically come yell at Mike, because uh Craig yeah. and I are too delicate to handle the criticism. Yeah, if you want to tell people they're right, you want to talk to Craig, you want to talk to Tori, you want to talk to Dave. <laughs> You want you want to tell somebody they're wrong? No, 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 no! Don't tell Dave he's right. Oh, let right, him yeah. come to that conclusion on his own. Mm. Let let us tell Dave he's right. You can yeah. tell us that Dave is in the right. spoiler yes. channel, so Dave can't see it. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yep. All right. That's okay. all I had. <laughs> then I feel like we've done an episode. Yeah. All right. Then bye, everybody. Good night, internet. Bye. This has been the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at, at @CosmereCast or like us on Facebook. Our theme music is Traveling Made Up Continents by Gillicuddy, used with permission. Hear more from him at the Free Music Archive. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.